Today on The Perceptive Photographer, we're going to be talking about five habits that can be having a negative impact on your photography and your approach to photography. I hope you are having a wonderful week. I am your host, Daniel Gregory, and you are listening to episode 462 of The Perceptive Photographer. Again, The Perceptive Photographer is released every Monday. And if you're a subscriber, it should just automatically appear in your feed. And if you're not a subscriber, go on ahead and click that subscribe button. Make sure you get access to all of the episodes. And if you want any of the back episodes, back catalog episodes, head up to my website, danieljgregory.com. Click on podcast, all podcasts, and you'll have access to the history of the show up there in its entire sort of archived state. All right, I mentioned that we're going to talk about five habits today that are having a negative impact on your photography. And these aren't just five habits that are impacting like your ability to set the camera settings or to work on something in Lightroom. They actually have very little to do with that. There's sort of more philosophical ways we approach our creative process and our photographic process that I think can make a difference. One of the first ones is holding on to something that you know is not true because you're stubborn. Your stubbornness is preventing you from taking the necessary steps forward to be more successful as a photographer. And I've had a number of these in my life. I went through a phase where you had to use an external light meter, things in manual mode. There was all this sort of pain and angst inside of Photoshop. There was all sorts of things that I held on to as a matter of principle more than a matter of effectiveness. And once I started to let go of sort of being stubborn, that I had to do it this way, that I had to sort of compel myself because I've always done it this way, I should always do it this way. And that's sort of an asinine way of being. We are learning things all the time. We're constantly learning new things, new ideas, being inspired in new ways. We're being pushed in new directions. And the approach we have to our photography should be the same way. We shouldn't get stuck into holding on to something just for the sake of holding on to it. You know, sometimes an idea is a bad idea. Sometimes trash is trash. Sometimes bad broken camera gear is bad broken camera gear. We just need to get rid of those things and create space for the new things to sort of come in. So holding on to something because we're stubborn. First sort of bad habit we need to get rid of. Right on the heels of that one. And I mean nipping right at the heels of that one is the need to be right. And oftentimes when I hear people talk about photography, when I hear them talk about particularly how to shoot, edit, and process photography, they talk about the right way. There really is no right way. There's a preferred way that I do things. There's a preferred way that you do things. My way might be better than your way, but you know, you're holding on to stubborn ideas. You're unwilling to evolve, so to speak. So my way seems right. For most of us, the challenge is just to create work, to get out there and to make photographs and to share photographs and edit photographs and process photographs and to print photographs. It's not necessarily about the being right. It's about the creation of these things. And when you find yourself in an argument where it doesn't matter what the end result is, other than you get the satisfaction of being right, you should really start to think about whether or not that's helping your photography, helping your creative process. Because what you're engaged with at that point is pure ego. You're decided that your ego needs to be right at all cost, and it may be costing you a chance to grow and develop in your photography. I want to be right. I don't want to be wrong. So therefore, I'm not going to do something. Or I'm going to continue to argue this point to say that this is a better way to do something in Lightroom or a better way to do it in Photoshop. And even though what the person is saying makes sense and it's just a different approach, 
It's important for me to convince them that they're wrong so that I can be right. The interpretation of photographs, the reading and experience of photographs. One of the first things you learn to be a good critic and critiquer of photography is to give up the need for you to be right when you talk about the work. Then you can start to talk about the work, not you as a mirror off of that work. Of course, that's going to happen. That's part of the critique process. But your desire to be right and your need to be right is interfering with your ability to even look at photographs and process photographs because you're deciding whether or not the photographer did it right when really what you're saying is they did it differently. And so that need to be right is a habit I think we can get rid of. Again, it's strange how these little pieces just sort of chomp at the heels of the previous one. One of the other things that is a bad habit is you don't listen. I had an old teacher used to say, you don't listen, you never have, you never will. The proof of that is I want you to think back in your life about how many times somebody's asked you a question, you've answered it, and then they ask you the same exact question again. The reason they ask you the same exact question again is you actually did not answer the question you were asked. You answered the question you wanted to answer. Great if you're a lawyer and great if you're on the stand defending yourself against prosecution. But in the creative practice, part of that exploration, part of that Socratic method of asking questions and diving deeper into the analysis of our work, the analysis of who we are, the way our photographs work, comes from being willing to, one, listen to what people are telling us. Two, it comes from listening to our own experience and our own true self when we look at our work. Not the monologue inside our head that tells us we are terrible and we suck at photography, but The thing in our head that's telling us about what we need to be doing, not what we should be doing, but what we need to be doing, what we're compelled to do. That listening, both external and internal, is really critical. But we don't listen. We are so absorbed with worrying about what somebody might think, what somebody might say, we're thinking ahead in a conversation. The easiest way to figure out if you don't listen very well is if you are in a conversation and you are thinking about what you're going to say next, you are not listening. You are thinking about what you're going to say next. You have no idea exactly what that person is saying. And remember that communication is not just verbal, it's nonverbal. There's a lot of things coming at you when we look at how somebody talks to us. And the reason I think this is so important is one of the things that I see when people are examining photographs, when they're critiquing photographs, when they're looking intently at photographs, they again are starting to think about what are they going to say about that photograph? Somebody's asked them to talk about it. Somebody's asked what they think of it. And they don't sit there and listen to the photograph. They don't hear what the photograph is saying. They don't listen to what the photograph is saying. They don't see what the photograph has in it. They are thinking about how to respond to that question. And they're trying to think about how to respond so that we look as right as possible and as non-stubborn as possible. When really what we should be thinking about is, what am I hearing in that photograph? What is it telling me about the way the world is, the way this photographer is? And in there, we might discover that, yeah, they need a little work on their Lightroom. And wow, that's a really amazingly intimate portrait of a mother and a child. Or it's an interesting gesture, or it's an interesting position, or it's an interesting color. Whatever it is, we start to see differently. Because again, just like verbal communication, photography is a visual language. Are we listening to that visual language? 
I would contend that a lot of us, because we're so worried about what's coming up, we don't effectively listen. So becoming a better listener, really important. So not listening, bad habit. Fourth one is being critical of others for the things you yourself don't do. I am notorious for this one. I, uh, I have a lot of great ideas for how things should be done, the way things should be organized, how things should be set up. Do I effectively do that every time? No. Do I fail at things a lot? Yes. Would I fail at them as often? No. So the idea that when we go out and we look and we are critical of others, we're critiquing a photograph and we say, wow, you know, you don't have, you know, the idea of layering in your photography. It feels sort of flat. The contrast is off, colors are off. So these things that should be sort of separated in space feel a little flat. Oh, there's edge, things around the edge of the frame that are always sort of poking in. They're sort of distracting. Oh, there's elements of line and form that are off. I say that to all other photographers, but if I go back and look at my work, are those things present in my work? Are those issues that bother me in others' work, in my work? Absolutely. I don't have the same critical eye of my own work sometimes that I have of others. Now, I might be more critical of my work, but I'm not as specific about what I'm seeing in other people's work. And so as we're looking at things, when you think about things, I want you to think about when you critique somebody else's work, when you give them advice, when you tell them to do something like be more organized in Lightroom, use keywords. Oh, you should print more. If you're not printing more yourself, is it really advice you should be giving? Should you take some of your own advice? And I think you'll find that as you start to take your own advice more, your work gets much expon much exponentially. How about exponentially better, faster, because you're taking your own advice. You know what you need to do to be a good photographer. We're willing to give that advice to others, but we don't always internalize that. And so making sure that we, what we're critical of, we're back on ourselves, and that we're willing to take action on that. The last piece is waiting around for something to happen. I'm not the only person who said it. I couldn't, you know, I went to look for source quotes. There are a thousand of them along the same vein. But the, the gist of it is that the answer is in the work. If you're confused about what is a photo photograph, what are you working on? What is your project about? Photograph more. If you're confused about how to become a better portrait photographer, photograph more. If you want to know what it's like if you use a macro lens when you do portraiture, photograph more. The answer is always in the work. The answer is not in thinking about the work. The magic doesn't come because we sit around and we think, whoa, yeah, I can make some really great photographs. But what would it mean? How would those behave? What would I do with it? How's that project come about? It is in the execution of the photography over and over again that we get the inspiration. We get the movement forward. And so as you start to think about where does things come from in your photography, it comes from doing the work, picking up the camera, picking up the mouse, going into the darkroom, whatever it is, it's that willingness to sit down and do the work. If you're not willing to sit down and do the work, you're never going to find the answers we're looking for. So those are sort of my five bad habits. I'm not saying I'm dealing with all five right now, but those are five bad habits that I think can sort of trip us up. You know, holding on to something because we're stubborn, the need to be right, our inability to listen or not listen, being critical of others for the things that we do ourselves. That's a big loaded one for a lot of people. And that the answer is always in the work. If we're struggling and not getting things done, we got to come back to that work. 
So hopefully you don't suffer from all five of those bad habits. I hope you don't have any bad habits. But if you do, hopefully just thinking a little bit about these and maybe how they might impact your photographic process, your creative process, hopefully allows you to take a small step forward. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thank you so much for being a listener here at the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful day. And I also just wanted to say today is January 15th here. Uh, actually, I was going to say in the States. It's actually January 15th everywhere. But it's uh, remembering Martin Luther King. And I just wanted to say that uh, I hope you, if you are listening on the 15th or if you're listening to this later on, that you take a moment just to think back and reflect on Martin Luther King and the amazing difference Martin Luther King made to the society, to the world, just in terms of what he, who he was, what he said, and the movement that he represented for civil rights and for equality to everybody. And so just to make sure you take a moment to take care of that and do that. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time.